0: Welcome to another podcast by Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris,
1: and we are Supercoach Insider.
0: Yes, lovely for you to join us again. Uh, For those that have just joined us, we do have podcasts back from Adelaide all the way through until Hawthorne, who we're covering today. Yep. And um, you can catch us on Twitter. So we are sc underscore insider underscore, and on Facebook as well, facebook.com forward slash scinsider.
1: Excellent. In the last uh, half an hour, we've also had... Uh, Ten more people listen to our tracks, so uh, that's going really well on SoundCloud. We're also on Stitcher
0: and iTunes as well, so if you do use those platforms, feel free to get in touch. So whatever your platform, and if there's somewhere else you'd like to listen to, please let us know. We want to make this as easy and accessible to you as possible.
1: We should be on TuneIn within the next couple of days, and we are waiting Spotify uh, confirmation, but uh, hopefully we get those two on as well for uh, those guys on those platforms.
0: Yeah, but it's been really good, so appreciate the support we've hit Nearly like, I think it's 170 odd sort of uh, listens in the last 24 hours and 600 plus. And it's only been going for, what, six, seven days now, so it hasn't been long at all, yeah. so really appreciate really it. Really
1: great support, guys. Thank you very much. If you enjoy the content, hit a like button and, uh, and let us know or you know, give us some feedback on how we can improve because uh, we do want to deliver the best possible content to the guys out there.
0: Yeah, so if you want Chris to shut up, just uh, let, yeah. him, let him know. Or if you want
1: Ben's puns to stop,
0: in like <laughs> yeah, the tracks. Actually,
1: that's probably more of a valid yeah. point, I think. <laughs> yeah, all right, let's go with that one. I think, you know, he's got a 50% hit rate. I mean, you know, that's not a bad if you're a cricketer.
0: Uh, <laughs> hell, that's not even bad in a nightclub. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> all right, Chris. I believe you're covering the hooks today. Yeah, the
1: mighty mighty Hawthorn. Uh, so, look, uh, they do have. I, I love the Hawks this year. I wish there was more um, uh, Super Coach relevant players than there is this year, um, because uh, for a few good reasons. First of all, they have probably the best buy. Um, so they're in the group with, uh, Carlton and West Coast as the first, uh, four teams to go on the three-by rounds. Um, so they're the guys that you want to upgrade to if you can. Um, so I wish there was someone there that I would pick. As, as a guy that I really want after that round. I think it's round 12, so round 13, you trade for him.
0: Yeah, I think the issue is that like with the Tom Mitchell, he's just so consistent that he's, you're, you're still going to be paying uh, such a good price yeah, for astronomical him.
1: astronomical prices for him, regardless of when you pick him up. So, unfortunately, because that's not Mitchell, if you don't have him early, I don't think you're probably going to get him, unless you maybe even do two downgrades to get one upgrade. I
0: think he's so consistent, you kind of want to go maybe a Mitchell to start and then an upgrade to Dusty when he does have his lows. Yeah. That being said, Dusty performed a lot better than I yeah, thought. Yeah, way more
1: consistent <laughs> when I looked at his stats recently recently. recently so look they have a really good fixture at the start but it is a bit up and down so they play um, in their first four rounds they play Adelaide Essendon and then Geelong but then they have Gold Coast away so a little bit up and down there um, quite nice run up until the buy, but post-buy, it's a really hard slog right up until the um, the semi of Supercoach and Grand Final where they play North and Carlton. So if there are premiums that you want to trade for that are in Hawthorne, 100% I would get on board at that time uh, because they have a fantastic final structure for Supercoach, uh, which is pretty good. Um, now, getting straight into it, obviously the one on everyone's mind straight off the bat, Tom Mitchell. Absolute jet. And I think I need to start off with a bit of a confession. I didn't have Mitchell at the start of last year, and uh, it killed me. I think it was the one reason why I really suffered in the early rounds. Um, I was one that thought that Jaeger would be better than Mitchell. I was with you.
0: <laughs> I think you caught me into it. I think no, that's it's what probably, happened. That's
1: probably it. Um, and that really backfired. Uh, obviously, Jaeger having... A ridiculously bad start. After his JLT performances were actually pretty good, and my opinion was that they could probably average the same, or at least um, uh, I could. I didn't see Mitchell making it quite to a premium status. Therefore, a stepping stone. I thought Jager was a stepping stone anyway, so I went with the cheaper option. I so. It was a
0: bit ironic that Jager caused me to drink. <laughs>
1: it's not ironic it's at all. Ironic. It's still causing me to drink. <laughs> Um, But look, what an absolutely amazing year. Um, He had two scores under 100, and it was 85 and 98. Um, The absolute most consistent midfielder of the year. Um, And he also has a pretty good ceiling. He um, scored a 158 and a 160. Um, The only knock on him is that he does handball a hell of a lot. Um, and it's because he's disposed by foot is to be desired.
0: Yep. I think the other thing you have to note as well is that he does have the record for most disposals in a season now as well. He beat Lockie yeah. Neal the year before. So, I mean, if he just got the most disposals, I don't see him getting any more of the pill, yeah. if that's possible. So he really needs to sharpen up those disposals. If
1: he can, if he can use the foot, uh, use dispose by foot and use it accurately... He can actually increase his uh, his performance. I don't think it's by too much. I think he's probably capped at about a 125. But, I, I mean, you know, that I think he was 119 last year, wasn't he? So, I mean, you know, a 120 average, I'm pretty sure he's going to, you know, be up around that mark again. I don't think he's going to go down from
0: that. Who was 119 last year? Mitchell? No. What was he? 105 average. He went big-time peak. Tom Mitchell? Yep. Yeah, because he plus. came from Sydney, remember, and then he went to Hawthorne, and there was speculation. As no, I'm to talking about
1: the most recent year. This recent? Oh, yeah, yeah. 119. 119. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I thought you were talking about,
1: anyway. No, nah, yeah, he went from 105. To well, there you go. I there's that, there's next, a two year history lesson. His his next step could be uh absolute max, I think, would be 125 for him. Yeah. 125 if he, to, if he was to improve. But I don't think he's going to go down. I think that his role is consistent. He's now that guy in the team. He doesn't need to, um, he, he doesn't get tagged because he's an inside player. And I think and he'll he get, get more support this year as well. I mean, maybe Collingwood might put a little bit more effort into him than let him have 52 touches or whatever it was.
0: But, but even uh, at Sydney, he had some really big games and some really good patches. I think, if anything, this year he'll have more support. Yep. But I don't see his role changing. I think he's definitely yeah, going to be one to start with if you're going to yeah. start.
1: And because of his consistency, uh, he's never really going to be under 600k. Uh, that's, that's the thing. So if you're looking to someone upgrade later, he's probably not that guy. He's probably always going to be over 600k. He's going to be out of reach. For most of the year, so for for me, I think it's someone that you have to start with.
0: And I think people are catching on. You got 33.97% have them, which is now more than Dangerfield.
1: Yeah, which is well. I mean, he's crept. I can see why. I mean, he is 100k cheaper, so it does allow you to spend that money elsewhere. Um, but as a as a real pure either even vice captain or captain option, he's always uh, going to get you at minimum ton most most games and likely a one twenty. I think you've got the stats where he had uh, was it twenty two stats twenty two times
0: over one twenty since two thousand fifteen. Yeah. So since two thousand twenty uh, since two thousand fifteen, yeah, twenty two scores of one hundred twenty plus.
1: Yeah. Um. So he's got he's going to get you that good a good average and that high score high ceiling. Um, so I like him as either a captain or a, or a VC, um, probably more of a captain option that's solid. You know you're going to get it. Um, where you, and you can take a VC on a dusty or a fife or someone like that. Or a got, danger? Is
0: that what you're trying well, to say? Oh no, yeah, no I'm, start, I'm not starting danger. No one's starting danger.
1: Right. I think I think here's my here's my thing with uh, Mitchell. I think if you're um, starting with Mitchell, it's because you're not starting with Danger because he's going to be your perma captain. If you're starting with Danger, you can take Dusty because he can be your vice and, and Danger can be your captain. So I think that if you are skipping on danger, you must have Mitchell. Because you need to have someone who's going to be that consistent scorer. The other
0: thing to note is uh, Mitchell had 87% time on ground as well, Mm -hmm. uh, which is up from 80% in 2016. So he's definitely spent more time on the ground. Um, So I don't see him being able to improve in that aspect, which is just one sort of element to it.
1: Yeah, so the only really way that I think that he could improve his scoring is kicking and kicking efficiency. So makes sense for me. Um, Now, moving on to, I think that's pretty much... We are Both unanimous on that the funny where do you draft where do you, where do you see him going he's got to be top 5 but
0: um, no he'll be top 3
1: yep yep top three, 3 the only
0: one that could possibly overtake him would be Fife in my opinion uh, otherwise Tom Mitchell and so do you Dusty think go Dusty go going Dusty, four.
1: Dusty 4 okay so I, see, I see Fife
0: yep uh, I think we had the succession with Fremantle, but I think it's Dangerfield fife or mitchell because of the consistency will be two and three and then i think dusty will be in there unless there's a richmond fan if there's a richmond fan in the top in that like top. four apart from danger i think it'd be stupid to turn him down but i think that's how it sits for me makes sense
1: all right now moving on to the next most notable
0: um is actually ben mcavoy for me um i, I think that he had a, a really great year um here's a fun fact uh, there's only two players that are more than 500k at hawthorn this year
1: uh, well, and that's what I mean Like when you talk about relevant uh, supercoach players and you want them you want them in that round 13 so you can trade to them and there's just not going to be too many options. So unless someone really puts their hand up as a, a breakout season at that point in time, it's going to be really difficult um, to pick a Hawthorne player that you really like to upgrade to. So um, it's either Mitchell or nothing. Well, better. yeah,
0: and there's a lot of 400K players. Yeah, a lot or of mid-prices. More yeah. 400K than um, Bruce Willis in <laughs> Die Hard 4. <laughs> Is it 400K? Wiped? Something like that.
1: It's yeah, good movie. Um, Also completely irrelevant, but thanks for Ben. (laughs) I'm kidding. Uh, I love your movie references. Um, Now, uh, so Ben McAvoy, um, he did have a really good year. Um, He averaged uh, about 95, I believe. Um, That's coming off a really poor 2016 where he averaged 66 over 21 games. Now, the reason for that is that Segler was out. So, uh, Jonathan Segler did an ACL didn't play the entire year and that freed McAvoy up to play the entire year as the number one ruck. And now Segler is supposed to be back and uh, signed a contract extension um, and it's mooted that they want to play them both in the side. So for me, that completely wipes out me being able to select McAvoy as a POD in the rucks. Yeah, even though he did Um, average
0: 106 his final seven rounds, I think the Segler factor... As you go back to twenty sixteen and fifteen, the shared ruck duties yep. do not sit well for McAvoy. It's probably better for team structure. Oh, it's good for Hawthorne. I mean, yeah. like McAvoy, he had, he had such a great year, and I think he performed even like a, so much better than twenty sixteen in general. But just as far as Supercoach output, I think, yeah, it wipes him out, even for draft. Let someone yeah. else pick him up at 95.
1: I, he's not even on my radar anymore for draft. I think someone else will pick him up, and I'm happy with that. Yeah, so. me too.
0: I'm waiting for someone else to yeah. pick him up. And uh, I will laugh,
1: them at, at, laugh at them and point and at them yeah, every yeah. week.
0: It sounds funny because you're, <laughs> you're friends with these people, but you're waiting for one of them to pick up. <laughs> Like a, a Zach Williams or a, a Doherty or someone, and you don't tell them, but then you're like, yep, no worries, you write it down, and then you just laugh about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, just the silence in the room was, was definitely locked in, yes. oh, Did he just say what I think he said? Although, yes. years ago, yes, when I did. first
0: started, I picked up Andrew Swallow when he was injured, and I didn't ah, realise.
1: Good effort. Um, now, uh, so, moving on from that. Now, the one person I think actually benefits from this is a man by the name of Jack Gunston. So... Uh, I think that he will really benefit from having another tall on the side. That's um, he, And he is obviously that tall lead-up forward, and he's had to shoulder a lot of the, the main key forward role for a bit. Um, Cicely's come in to lend a hand, yes, but I do think that he's the number one target, and he's their best forward. Um, he's
0: also one that could average 92 to 100 like he has in the past. Yeah, I mean... On like, a good year. As Hawthorne has declined, he has
1: become less SC relevant. He went 96, 92, 86. However, he averaged 101 in his last seven and 96 in his last 11. So he's definitely someone on my radar um, for draft. And I think he could be a smoky um, for standard even. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he does get some selections. Oh, he's so. only a
0: 0.9 of sides at the moment. Um, you know, not too many people have Gunston at the moment. I actually put Gunston in my standard side uh, at the back end of last year uh, simply because he was so cheap that I pretty much sideways trade a rookie to get some flexibility through my side. And then he started to really peak. Mm. So for me, even in the final the, uh, against uh, in the competition, just Supercoach standard final, I ended up dominating. I think he had a, such a big game and yep. my opponent was just like, whoa, like where did that come from? So well, he helped
1: that, me peak some. He's peak actually some someone rate. I've got a really, really keen eye on for that round 13 because he's, he's coming at a, a decent price and I think that he'll be ripe for an upgrade around that time um so it's definitely a watch this space he may not be in a starting team he may be if he comes out in the jlt and i see the structure of him um dominating as that third tool and taking those grabs and really um and kicking excuse me goals i can see him slipping into teams um but it's for me at the moment it's definitely a wait and see but i'm I'm excited about what he can bring this year as a mid-pricer um and definitely watch this space sort of guy um now there's a from here there's literally a plethora of uh of mid prices, um starting with Burgoyne. Um look it's a no for me. I am actually surprised he's still going, but <laughs> I
0: was it, like is this like Americans Got Talent
1: or something? <laughs> yeah. ah, it's a no for me. It's a it's a no for me. It's a no for me. Yeah. <laughs> That's my best silent calibration. He's too old. <laughs> yeah, um look The problem with him is is not that he can't perform. And, I mean, if he got a role that was, uh, like, SC relevant, he'd be pretty good even at his age. But he seems to be a gap filler. So he plays wherever the team needs him, and he can play them all to a high standard. But he never has a consistent role. And one week he might score 120, and the next week he'll score 50. Um, So I really can't see anyone uh, choosing him. I don't really like him even in draft. He is probably at that level where he is too old and probably doesn't play 22 games at this point. Um, you should call him Sellies. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> what a great nickname. Yeah. Um, and then of course there's the jaeger O'Meara train, which I'm I'm not I'm not getting on board. And look, if you want to uh, go for it, like it's the ride last year burned me way too hard. Yep. I'm not going to do it. Um, but here's my thing with him. So if he does come out in round one or two and just absolutely destroys it, gets one tens, one twenties then maybe he's a round three special where I just tra- sideways trade to a Jaeger or maybe a Caniglio to a Jaeger or something like that, get some cash out of him, and then trade him out. That's the only way that I would ever possibly have him in my team this year. Um, feel free to start him if if, if, he, if you're looking for that guy that can um, possibly be a cash cow for you, but yep. I'm just not sold.
0: And if you are wanting to get burnt and you don't want to go in mirror, then may I recommend uh Shield? As a, <laughs> as a backup the, that's option. That's the backup burn man. That's the backup So if burn you man. really like just getting frustrated with players. Just double down. Shields. Just like like the casino, just double down and just go
1: for the burn. Oh, my God. That guy had so much. I, I had him pegged as the guy that wouldn't. He, he's only scoring his at, at 90s and, and 95 averages because he couldn't get in the midfield. And then those midfielders retired or moved on like Mitchell. Yeah, this is going to be Shields' year. This is going to be the year that he breaks out. There's so much reason for him to move up. And then he completely spuds it and, um, doesn't get a, a super coach relevant role and just bottoms out. So again, it's a, it's a no from me. It's a no <laughs> from me too. <laughs> um, uh, Jared Roughhead, um, surprisingly really expensive, um, Another that I got on the bandwagon with last year coming off of injury, and I was like, oh, well, he'll average 90, so that's you know that's a decent stepping stone to a player. And then he legitimately came out and sputted up and averaged 73 in the front six games, and I got rid of him.
0: That's a bit harsh. I, and he then wasn't
1: then injured. Then he hit a ton, and I was like, oh, he that He wasn't was injured. So he was so
0: sun-sensitive. <laughs> he was <laughs> not injured. He's <laughs> <His laughs> sunlight. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: sorry. <laughs> um, look he did have uh, the reason why I thought I could pick him is because everyone had him so uh, he had high ownership and I thought I, high ownership thought I was safe um, and I thought look if you if you didn't start with him then I was going to be behind um, and that wasn't the case uh, he actually ended the year well and ended up averaging 86 and a half at the, it, over, over the whole year so uh, unfortunately, though, he only had four tons, but three of them were in the last five games. So he hit 130, one, uh, sorry, 130 79, 107, 68, and then 140 to round it out, um, giving him a five-game five average of 104.8.
0: That's pretty impressive. So I was just having a look at the stats here, Chris. Diego Miro is owned by 18.7% of sides. Oh, <laughs> How's well, that for No, you, no
1: I No, look, I'm happy for them. I, I, look,
0: honestly, I am, I, I'm tempted. I'm not going to lie. He's not my team at the moment, but... Me, if I, I need money,
1: I mean, he's he's. if you talk to any of the guys or read any of the reports on his actual injuries and, and what they were and how serious they were, like, people are surprised he's even able to play professional sport again. That's how bad Jager O'Meara's injuries are. So I went into that being like, oh, well, he's playing. Like Hawks aren't going to trade for him, literally sell the farm for Jager O'Meara um, with a guy that is completely injury prone and he's never going to play footy again. Um, but apparently they are. So
0: <laughs> yeah, right.
1: uh, but that sort of blew that away. Um, so look, if he gets in the park and he plays well, I'm happy for him and I'm happy for your team. I'm just, it's just, no, nah, I'm not going through that again. It's not going to happen.
0: I, I might be swung by a late trade. <laughs> I might put him uh, in at the death.
1: The old three points per game. <laughs> yeah, the
0: old he or the old. He won't be a messiah and then next minute before let go. Yeah. You're in. <laughs> Two yeah. good things. Yeah, sure. Um,
1: now someone that I actually, I got on last year and I really enjoyed having him. No, not like that, Ben. Don't, don't give me that smile. A <laughs> little right smile in the corner. Um, I, I, really got on it. I really, I really enjoyed the, I enjoyed the ride. Uh, Ryan Burton, um, surprised I think everyone last year, which was really good. Um, he actually averaged 83.7. He actually played three games the, the previous year um in 2016 and then followed up with 20 games but he wasn't very selected because he missed the first game of the year so round one he wasn't in the starting side and then he literally played every single game after that so he was reliable for a defender um he has the ability to get tons he had 12 scores over 80 with the last four games of the year uh hitting 92 point uh, a 95.25 average so, not a bad little promising sign, but yeah, unfortunately, I mean he's, he's probably a little bit overpriced. Yeah, he's four
0: hundred and sixty k. But that being said, three point six percent inside. Not a bad little. Not uh, a bad little investment for those of you that are daring enough.
1: Um, I think the signs are good. Look, he's an awkward height at one hundred and ninety one, so he's not exactly key back. He's more of a third tall, but his disposal efficiency eighty point eight percent. Um, now, with Gibson going last year, that's really where he, um, he found his niche. That, he, that's, the, that's the position he plays. He's that third man up, can take an intercept. He actually ran through a little bit of midfield as well. He had a bit of midfield time as well, um, which I really liked. Um, and I liked watching him play. He's a guy that's got a lot of talent. Um, and he's a run and carry footballer as well. So not a bad little uh, a guy that I think has a lot of room for improvement. Someone that I think can average about 90 this year. I definitely put him into a breakout potential category for sure. What do you think? I think that sounds very fair. So for, for that reason, I think he's on my draft radar. I would love to pick him up this year in draft. Um, he's at priced at 83 There's another one that uh, we'll get to at North Melbourne that uh, I'm very interested in as well around that mark. Um, and I am now very interested in <laughs> as well. <laughs> we'll talk to that in the next podcast. Just teasing the, the, the public before. Um, and now my uh, ultimate burn man as well. Uh, next next one, because Hawthorne just have burn man after burn man. Isaac Smith. Uh, I just don't know what to say about Isaac Smith. He's just really dropped off a cliff. And that rhymed And yes, I am a poet.
0: He had a really good back end <laughs> to the year, though. <laughs> he did. Um, I think if you look at the stats, he was doing horrible. And he, I think he was going good game, bad game, just for a run of it. But his last seven rounds, uh, he oh no, five-round average of 108.8. He yep. just went on Four a run. Four tons
1: and 108.8. That
0: being said, those games were against poor opposition. Uh, I actually yep. put him in my draft side just based on the easy run they had. Uh, as Chris mentioned in would. an early podcast, I pick them up and then they have a good run against easy sides and then I trade them. And he's a downhill skier of note. <laughs> he is he a is, downhill skier.
1: He will plough over the weaker teams and gets mauled by the teams that actually give him attention. Um, and because of that, he goes, he floats into a game, he floats completely out of a game. For that reason, I just don't pick him ever in standard, um, but maybe as a draft smoky. Um, he had seven scores under 69 and seven tons. It's just not the sort of player I just want in my team. Um... I think, to be honest, the, the, the only way he gets better is if Hawthorne as a group get better. And I don't pick them as a team that's really going to be on the improve this year. Um, so for me, it's, a, it's a unfortunately no for me. A, a big fat no. Um, Rioli is someone that's interesting, but I suppose at the end of the day, he just doesn't stay in the park for long enough to warrant a selection, right?
0: Uh, I do like Rioli. Um, I think I think his body is fresh, the PCL. I think he's fine. He had time away. My issue is he, he was away, spending time with his family. So, I mean, that's... Um, yeah, it was good that he was able to do that. Uh, tragic times over there. Uh, by all r- uh, reports, he's come back fit. He's done his own training. But that being said, he's still in. he still only just came back like a week ago. And mm. we're talking middle of Jan, end of yep. January, and he's come back to the club. So yep. that's a long period of time. He is dirt cheap, though. But the thing people forget is that he's he was horrible last year.
1: Yeah, he was. Unfortunately, in his seven games, he only averaged seventy. 64.1%. Uh, so that's why he's got this the cheap price, because he's also got the the, the discount from yeah, injury. I mean,
0: he got injured, didn't play many games, and he was horrible.
1: Yeah. Um, 317K is juicy, but just he's just not going to be on the field. I don't think he's going to make enough cash to make it worth it as well, um, which is a little bit iffy for me. Um, he's just never really blown up as well as a, as a super coach player. He's never really taken it by storm. People have been on him. He's definitely an impact player, not an accumulator. Yeah, and even so, the 90
0: average, he hit like 90... It more recently, maybe 95 yeah. before that, but that was in he the premiership 90, years. Yeah, he
1: Actually, yeah, he got 99 at one point, um, uh, at, which is the highest he's ever done. And um, it was
0: probably when he was skiing on a, yeah. against a bad side. It was actually a, a
1: seven-year period where he averaged between 88 and 99, and but was at that level the entire time. So he never really broke out. Um, look, at the end of the day, I think that um, the only reason why you would pick him is a stepping stone. He he's might make you hundred hundred and twenty k, and then you might be able to upgrade him to someone else. But you've got to remember, that's still two trades.
0: It's it's not going to be... Yeah, you might as well just go a gun and then use two trades on like rookies, and then away yeah, the you go.
1: I don't see him as really being too much value. I think it's too risky to bank on him becoming a premium. He's going to cost you a trade to get to a top 10 forward. So for me, uh, yeah, there's better options. I think someone like uh, Christensen, who can average the same, is a better option than someone like a Rioli, who's going to let, let his body down, unfortunately. Um, and the last one, talk about uh, guys that never really made it. <laughs> um, virtual. What are you thinking about virtual this year? Are you, you, are, you know, you're you, tempted, aren't you? you, just, you see uh,
0: I am like, tempted. Again, Stepping Sony does average over 80 quite consistently. I mean, 17.9% of people don't lie. Yeah. Well, how how many? Seventeen point nine You are kidding, I are you? am not kidding. That's that's he what is, it is.
1: That, no, those figures are incorrect. He
0: is 277,000. percent t- uh, of people have him in their side. So wow, that's that's impressive um, look I think the reason being there's not is not really many is in that price much, point is there. And there's not many yeah. key defenders that you like maybe a couple, but you know, like we said, Hurley's been injured. So yeah. I think the the key point is most people seem to be going led, yo, Hibbard. And then from there, you're kind of looking for value. So I think as Shores far as value Deary goes. And and then, yeah. yeah, So, I mean, you look at O'Shea, he's probably about 100,000 more than O'Shea, but he's yeah. probably a bit more reliable on the points. So and, know, his, and, his, and
1: if his fit, he's playing. I mean, that's the difference between someone like... Virgil's Bert, still only 30 years old. Yep. So he's not he's not extremely old.
0: He's a young old man. Yeah.
1: Um, so, look, but here's, here's my thing. So his best ever year was uh, he averaged 94.7. So that's not really even top tier. Um, he's hovered in the 80s pretty much since then. Um, last year he had a five-game average of 63. Um, hit the ton once in that. So he, <laughs> he averaged 63 in five games. And and hit the, and ton hit and hit the ton. <laughs> He average sixty-three. That sounds talented that's, if anything to me. That's, so I don't know I know I'm not thinking about him. Uh, look, there's probably going to be rookies that are going to average more. That's what I honestly think. Which means that he's not going to generate the cash that you really want out of him. Um, you're better off going to a rookie that's probably going to average sixty to seventy points and buy, see
0: you later. And make you yeah, more. make you hundred K more. Yeah. Um, I won't talk about
1: Burnman Shields again because that's uh, going to go. Anyway, I just wanted to just uh, toss up as a completely non-SC relevant player is the move of Jarman MP over from uh, from Port Adelaide to the Hawks. Um, he's he did not turn up once last year, playing 19 games and averaged 61 for the entire season. So in other words, lock him in,
0: guys. Get ready for the <laughs> it's, ride. It's a hard pass. <laughs> it's a hard pass for me. So, there, so we're not trying to sell that one on. No, no way. No commission on the MP train. <laughs> no way. <laughs>
1: actually, no. Get on board. Like I would love. Is that? Is there anyone there actually got MP in their team? <laughs> Just, this this would be Well, hilarious. hang
0: on now. It's probably right down the bottom, Chris. I think yeah. you're better off trying to uh, MP 0.9% of sides,
1: well, 0.9. Well, it's lower than I thought. There's smarter people in this world. Fantastic. Wonderful. Uh, now, in the rookie front, there's uh, obviously with them selling the farm, there haven't been really a lot of high draft picks uh, to talk about at the Hawks, but there is a couple that are a speculative. Um, to get into teams um, so I'll talk about three of them so Ollie Hanrahan I'm hoping that's how you pronounce it don't
0: ask me um, <laughs> I just said oh mate was it the uh, last one before? Bonar? Bona. Bona. look he's a, he's actually a precious small
1: forward and, and he's not really an accumulator so he's not going to score high points I, I put him in that sort of um, uh, category of, of scoring that, you know, that's 40s to 50s small forward but I'm not sure how many high-scoring forwards there are going to be this year, so is an option for you. Um, I'm not even sure he's going to play round one, but he'll probably get games throughout the season. Um, inter- he played 12 games in the VFL last year after an inter- injury interrupted preseason, so didn't really get a good run at it early, and did average 15 disposals, 3 marks, 2 tackles, and a goal per game. So Watch out for him. Um, He could provide value in the forward line for sure.
0: Yeah. We need the Papleys of the 2018. Yeah, I would love a a Tom Papley. I would love a Papley. Well, the
1: real Tom Papley please Please stand stand up? up.
0: (laughs) Um, Now, the next
1: one, so drafted last year, uh, the only one that is really worth a mention, um, in my opinion, is James Warple. Um, Looks like a little bit of a cult favourite, got a bit of a hairstyle going on. He's 117K. He entered the draft late, inside midfielder. Um, I think that he, he might get games this year, but again, I don't think it's going to be round one.
0: He's in 10% of sides at the moment. Yep.
1: Um, Probably all of them Hawks fans.
0: Possibly. And Dave, <laughs> and David Mirror as well, the uh, VFL champion, yep. who got drafted. Good on him. Really happy that he uh, got put in Yeah.
1: Um, the other one that I'd like to touch on is Mark Pitney, and the reason why I want to touch on him is that he's a ruckman. So... Uh, touted to get games this year, but obviously with Segler back, it's not going to be probably round one. He's going to come in and fill uh, if one of them goes down, etc. Uh, but he could be that guy that secures up a uh, an R3 position because I think he will get games this year. Um, so keep an eye out. If he's name round one, then get him in your side. More or
0: less than Darcy Cameron.
1: Uh, he's 129K uh, in terms of will he play more games? Yeah, or not else? more games,
0: not price. I think he's about 5K more, but yeah.
1: I think that um, it will depend on how uh, the relationship between Segler and McAvoy go this year. If it's not working early, they may want to switch it up. Whereas Naismith and, and Sinclair, they've been working together for the last 12 months. I think that's probably a more likely, only if injury happens, will Darcy Cameron come in.
0: So are you sitting on the fence? Like, what's your answer? I'll tell you in round one.
1: (laughs) They're they're literally both on my radar. They're probably, apart from Tim English, they're the only real three options, I feel, at that sort of 120K R3 price mark. Um, But just keep an eye out. Mark Pitney, uh, I I think that I'm pronouncing his
0: name right as well, yeah, English um, English is tempting, but again, at the same time, if you get these um, R3s that play, yeah. I mean, they're good around the buy mark, but at the same time, if yeah. they they could ruin your loophole. So it's like, well, do you want a guy that's not playing so you don't ruin your loophole, or do you want some cover possibly in case your guy goes down? It's I a think rule. it's
1: more important for guys that are choosing players um, instead of Nick like your Ryder or your Grundy or someone like that so that they can cover that round eight buy that otherwise is going to be a zero. Um, so that's probably the consideration yep. there. And if you have danger, you don't need a v- loophole, do you? Is
0: that correct? Right, <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> um, now, just uh, in terms of hospital ward, I know that Burton's coming back from in- injury, and obviously there's Jaeger, but yep. anyone else there on the on the
0: horizon? Uh, ah, Birchall as well had the additional Virtual, surgery, so yep. that was uh, for ones that did have him. He had additional surgery, a bit of a clean up, so he'll be a bit later than expected, uh, which is pretty much again ruled him out for me. So he was on my radar, but. Yeah, so additional cleanup is a no uh, from my But he's my in,
1: eighteen percent, isn't
0: he? Yeah, he's in, he's in a lot, you know. But uh, <laughs> Just look, can't I think it. I think as far as most of it, they're actually in pretty good nick. Uh, I don't think there's too many concerns. Um, yes, yeah, so, I mean Langford had finger surgery on December eight, uh, and Birchall, yeah, more surgery uh, end of December, so not that yeah. long ago.
1: Yeah, so that's why I think that he's a good draft decision, but potentially not standard.
0: And the last one that we missed is uh, Roughhead, actually had minor knee surgery December 4th. So he, he, yeah, uh, just minor, so he wouldn't train until the new year. To clean out or whatever? Yep, okay. Yep. Uh, Well, he's he's, minor.
1: Yeah, he's probably not in my team anyway, but good for you for selecting him if you do. Um, In terms of draft roundout, really the only consideration, (laughs) in my opinion, that should be in. In everyone's mind is Tom Mitchell and where he's going to go. Is unfortunately not going to pick, make it to my pick.
0: Nope. He um, he would be in the top three to four. I can't see him going outside of uh, the, the top four. Yep. Um, so from there, I mean, I think if realistically, if you're outside the top six, you've got to be creative because I see it um, as Danger, Fife, uh, Mitchell, and then Dustin Martin, and then you've got your Kelly and your… Um, Ablett. No, I think Ablett will go one nah, below. Nah. No, your man, I think um, Crouch will Crouch. go into sixth. No way. Yep. Not going to happen. So, look, I think from there you need to be creative. But, again, yeah, there's not too many expensive players at Hawthorne, which means there's not too many high on the list.
1: Yeah, everyone else is pretty much mid-tier or bench. So, you've got McAvoy, O'Meara, Burgoyne, yep. Ruffhead, Gunston, Burton. All Gunston,
0: Burton, you should be able to get some good value on. I yep. think O'Meara, you could probably get quite late. McAvoy, again, I'd probably avoid and let someone else pick him up at a 90, 95 average. Yep. I wouldn't be getting him at that average, particularly seeing he got like an average of sixty-seven the year before.
1: And then bench options: Smith, Sicily, Rioli, Birchall at, at best.
0: Well, well, Sicily's an interesting one because, um, especially even for draft, but in standard, is it? 3.4% of sides at the moment. So Sicily. He's
1: not the type that has breakout. He's playing key forward role. He's not really. Ah, a key he's in defence.
0: He's defence. He Did you playing? miss all of last year? Yeah, I
1: just actually didn't even watch.
0: Yeah, right. Well, there you go. Did so he get switched back behind and the ball? Behind the ball. That's mm-hmm. why he was raking it up. He was tailing it. so...
1: Do you think you will play defence again this year?
0: I mean, Sicily averaged, what, 73.3 for the year? He had some really big games at one point. Uh, and he is a defender forward eligible ah, for this year. Of
1: course. So he played some, some games well, up forward. Yeah, some games. they
0: don't make people defender forwards without playing in defense oh, yeah, really? so there
1: you go oh just in case you're wondering good insight just to the guys at home and for Ben because he doesn't understand how it works is that they need to play a minimum of 35% in a position to be eligible for dual position so he would have had to have played at least 35% forward or back to be eligible for that dual position ability
0: well there you go so Rockliffe definitely not know, a forward mid now you know <laughs> Um, that's it for the Hawthorne, guys. Thanks Thank very much for listening. Hope you've enjoyed it. And, um, so, yep, so next we'll get into some of the other team favourites. I think we have Melbourne and then North Melbourne and then Port Adelaide to follow. So, Going to be a good week, guys. Keep, yep. keep coming
1: with the, uh, with the listens.
0: And, again, any feedback is definitely appreciated. Correct. So check in every day. Feel free to have a listen. Give us a shout-out. Mention uh, things we can improve. If you don't like my jokes... Uh, which is likely tough but you know please feel free pull please feel free to let me know and um, write,
1: write some that we can put in and that we would 100% put your jokes in if they are half decent that would be awesome
0: yeah or i'll just stick with my own <laughs> <laughs> anyway thank you again and until next time it's been great having you this is supercoach insider cheers guys so won't
1: you ride with me? Ride